Good morning. How are you all doing? Good. Would you open your Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Where are you at in your journey to follow Jesus Christ? If I were to ask you that this morning, where are you at in your journey at following Christ? If we have zero at the beginning of your walk with Christ, and we have, let's say, 10 as as the place where, man, like, I walk on water now, you know, because I'm just so close to Christ, you know. Where would you be at in in that guide from zero to 10? Where, Where would you fall? Are you the same place where you were at a year ago or three years ago or or 15 years ago, you haven't moved, you you were at two, you worked your way to two, and you've sat there at two that entire time right up to today, or or have you moved on further? You know, we're going to be looking at some key areas of our lives that need to change so that we can grow as believers. Spiritual change, which is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, or last week, Uh, That needs to be taking place. We need to have spiritual change. We need to be growing spiritually. We need to let the Holy Spirit just take control. Amen? But mental change also needs to be taking place. Our salvation in Jesus Christ should be effective in every area of our lives. Not just spiritually, but, but in every area of our lives. Relationally, as, as Liz, Pastor Liz talked about just a couple of weeks ago, also spiritually, as I talked about last week, and, and today mentally, and we'll, we'll take a look at also financially and, and, and physically as well, change needs to happen. Our salvation in Christ should, should be affecting all those areas. The Bible tells us that we are to be a people who are being transformed into a people that are the likeness of Jesus Christ, into His likeness. We should be loving God, and we should be Loving others. We should be living joyful lives. We should be living for Jesus. A people who are growing closer and closer to Jesus all the time. I've still got, Jeff, that wristband hanging in my car on the, on the gear shift thing, or it's on the blinker, I guess, is where it's at, that says, what would Jesus do? Remember that? Yeah. You still got yours? Yeah. What would you, we need to be asking ourselves that. How do I live for Jesus? Romans 12, 2 tells us this. It says, would you read it with me this morning? Do not be conformed. Well, I, I felt like I was all alone. Let me give you a second. Okay. Maybe if I count to three after I ask the question, would you read this with me? One, two, three. Do not be con- oh, there we go, any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, no transformation takes place until your thoughts begin to change. Why is it so important that I change how I think? Thank you, Polly, for asking that question. That's a great question. Why is that so important? Three reasons, all right? First one is this. Because my thoughts control my life. My thoughts control my life. Every single action begins as a thought. If you don't think it, you don't do it. That's, that's both good and bad, actually. If, if it's a good thought, then you're going to do something good, right? So, so that's a good thing. If it's a bad thought, 
then, then you're going to do something bad. My thoughts control my life. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, it says this, Be careful how you think, because your life is shaped by your thoughts. Okay? Circle that word shaped. I think it's in your insert. So circle that word shaped. The Bible says that the power of your mind, the power of your thoughts, have tremendous ability to shape your life for good or for bad. And here's why. Because my thoughts are the battleground for sin. My thoughts are the battleground for sin. It's where we win or we lose the battle in our, in our thoughts. In fact, temptation begins in the mind. Look at what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman believers. This is in, in Romans chapter 7 and verse 22. He's, he wrote, I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that's at war with my... What is it? Okay, this, this section's got it. How about you guys over here? So th there's, a, there's a war going on in my mind. How about you guys over here? Do you got this? So there's another power within me that's at war with my mind. Yeah. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. He's saying here that the battle is in your brain. Satan wants to control your mind. The world wants to control your mind. There's a battle for the way that you think. Think for a minute about the spiritual armor that's mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at the spiritual battle. I think it's after the first of the year we're going to do that. We're going to take a look at each of those pieces of armor. But think of the armor that's mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6. One piece of that armor is the helmet of salvation. Yes, somebody's got that. Great. Now, what part does a helmet cover? Your head, right. It goes over your head. So, so if a physical helmet protects your head, what does a spiritual helmet protect? Your mind. It protects your thoughts. That's where the battle takes place. So we cover that. I put on the helmet of salvation. My thoughts are on you, Lord. I'm not going to wander from that today. I'm confident in my life in you, and, and no one can take that from me. Because my thoughts are the key to peace and happiness. Anybody want peace and happiness this morning? Yeah. Your thoughts are the key to peace. Transforming or changing the way you think is actually the key to peace and happiness. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 6. It's in your insert. I've got it on the screen here. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is what? Help me. Life and peace. Life and peace. You want life and peace? Anybody here this morning? Put up your hand if you want. Life and peace. You have both hands up. That's great. Yeah, I'm going to make sure you're covered. Life and peace. To have that, then we need to transform our minds. I want to look at three choices that you must make on a daily basis in order to have a changed mind. All right? I want to help you this morning. 
These are three choices that you must make on a daily basis in order to have a changed mind. A lot of people think that you can't control your thoughts, but you can. They're your thoughts, all right? So you can do that. So here are three daily choices for a changed mind. And the first one is this. I must feed my mind with the truth. Let's feed my mind with the truth. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus is in the wilderness. He's confronted by the devil, and he says this. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word, that's the Bible, every word that comes from the mouth of God. <clears throat> the Bible is food <clears throat> for our soul. It's a, it's a manual for life. So when should I feed my mind with truth? I know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? So probably we should have it for breakfast. I think we should have it for lunch too, though. And probably dinner. And how about that snack before bedtime? I think we should have it all the time. We need to be, be looking for God's Word all the time. It, you're, if you're constantly thinking about the truth, it's going to renew your mind. It's, it's going to change your mind. I'll give you some examples of this. Three verses from the life of David, and they're found in Psalms. Uh, Psalm 119 for the first couple. Psalm 119, verse 147 says this. David writes, I rise before dawn and cry for help. Cry for help. What's that? That's prayer, right? And when does he do that? He rises before dawn. So early in the morning, he's praying. He's crying out for help. I have put my hope in your word. What, what is God's word? It's, it's right here. It's what, what we have down as the Bible. So, so he says, I start every morning talking to you. I cry out in prayer. I listen to you. I read your word. And he says, I look for the hope that I find in your word. It gives me hope when I look in your word. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. If you want to have your mind renewed, then begin to learn, memorize, think on those promises in my Bible. A, a, a huge part of my prayer life is reminding God of the promises that I've read in the Bible. Father, your word says that you've inscribed my name on the palm of your hand. That's incredible. Father, you said that you rejoice over me with singing. Thank you that you sing over me. Father, you said that you would curse the devourer on my behalf. Thank you for protecting me. Father, your word is a shield about me. Thank you for shielding me with, with your word. We remember the promises of the Bible. We remember scripture. and We, we pray those, those back. If you, if you feel pretty hopeless about your situation, then you're not spending enough time in the promises of God. David wrote, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. You know, when you're downcast, put your hope in God. He says, I start my day with, with hope because I'm in the Bible. So start your day with hope instead of despair, just like David did. And then in verse 97 of Psalm 119, he says, Lord, how I love your law. What, what is the law? Well, that's God's word. It's, it's written right here in our, in our Bibles. I think about it, he says, all day long, all day long. And then in Psalm 16, verse 7, he says, even in the darkest of night, your teachings fill my mind. So he says, early in the morning, all day long, even late at night, I'm thinking about 
God's truth. I'm thinking about God's word. That's why David is called a man after God's own heart. That's how you change the way that you think. I feed my mind daily on the truth. That's so important. Second thing is this. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. To free my mind from destructive thoughts. It needs to be liberated. Your mind needs to be delivered. Your mind needs to be released. It, it, it needs to be transformed. Okay? It needs to be transformed because you're a prisoner of your own thoughts and the things that people have told you that aren't true. Because people will tell you something. You get those in your mind and they're not true. But you can't help but think about them. You need to, you need to get rid of those destructive thoughts because you act in accordance with the way that you see yourself. There are three enemies in your mind that are battling your brain to keep you from being transformed, that are keeping you from from growing as a Christian, that are keeping you from, from moving closer to Jesus. Three things. The first one is this. First enemy is my old nature. My old nature. In Romans chapter 7, verse 18, look at what the Apostle Paul writes. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. I have the desire to do what is good, okay? But I can't carry it out. Why? Because of that sinful nature, he says, that dwells in him. Has that ever happened to you? You have this desire to do what's right, but then you do what's wrong. I hate it when I do that. Happened to the Apostle Paul. That's your old nature. Your old nature is not your friend. It's the source of all your bad habits. Second enemy is this. Satan. Satan wants to control your mind. He can't, but he wants to control your mind. So he sends ideas or he sends thoughts into your mind. Ever have that happen? <clears throat> you're, you're, you're just tooling along really good, and all of a sudden you go, where did that thought come from? And then you have a choice, don't you? You can either think about that, stir that up a little bit more, or you can just throw it out. Satan plants those thoughts. Let me be real clear. Satan can't force you to do anything, okay? If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Satan can't force you to do anything because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, right? He can't force you to do anything. But Satan can make suggestions, and he does. And those suggestions can be very powerful. When the devil gives us a thought... We call that temptation. You ever heard that word before? Yeah, temptation. And when God gives us a thought, that's called inspiration. Inspiration. Which one are you going to listen to? You have the choice. Third enemy is the world's value system, the culture that's around you. The world's not helping you become a more disciplined person. Am I right? Does anything in our society encourage self-discipline? Anything. I don't think so. Not at all. In fact, 
It encourages just the opposite. The world has a value system promoted by advertisers and movies, the news media, songs, celebrities. Money, sex, and power is where our culture wants to pull us. So how do we fight this? Polly, another great question. You're just, you're tracking with me today. Yeah. How do we fight this? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. I, I know it's also in the insert. It's going to be on the screen, but it's good for you to see this too. Okay? So this is 2 Corinthians, which if you're looking for it, it's, it's right after 1 Corinthians. So, so that should help. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. For though we live in the world, everybody here live in the world? We don't wage war against, uh, war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Then it goes on to say, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is an amazing passage of Scripture. If, if this week you're looking for something to meditate on, meditate on this one. This is, this is good stuff here that Paul writes. He's talking about the battle that's going on in our minds. He says, we demolish strongholds. What, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a lie that I believe. Not just a lie, but it's a lie that I believe. That, that makes it a, a stronghold. So the lie might be, God really doesn't love me. That's a lie. He loves you. God loves you. The lie might be that I know better than God what will make me happy. That's a lie too. God knows what is going to make you happy. Adam and Eve thought that maybe biting from an apple or a fruit in the, in the Garden of Eden would make them happy. God knew better. It didn't make him happy. Instead, it got him thrown out of the garden. The lie might be, I should do what I want to do, not what God wants me to do, and, and that will make me happier. That's a lie. That's a, a stronghold because we believe it. It's a lie that's planted there, and then we, we believe it. When we believe it, it becomes a stronghold. Anything that I believe, that's a lie. <clears throat> that's a lie is called a stronghold in my life. The Holy Spirit says here that if you're going to be mentally changed, you've got to learn how to demolish strongholds in your life. If you're going to grow as a Christian, you have to learn this. Well, how do I do that? Thank you, Polly. That's another great question. Notice two phrases in here. And if, if you've got it in your insert or if you've got it there open in your Bible, you might want to underline these. The first thing he says is, we take captive. Do you see that? We take captive. The second phrase is, we make it obedient. We make it obedient. We make every thought obey Christ. This is really important. I hope you're getting this this morning. This, this is really important. So how do you make your mind mind? Great question, Aaron. 
How do you make your mind mind? How, how, does, how, does that, how do I bring it into submission to God's Word? We, we take it captive. We, we make it obedient. Listen, you have a choice. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, you have a choice. Yeah. Turn to the person on the other side. Tell them, you have a choice. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I've got it from here now. Your mind has to listen to you. I know that sounds real simple, doesn't it? Your mind has to listen to you. Feed it on something that's transforming. God's Word. And a living, breathing, loving, surrendering relationship with Jesus Christ. That's so important. If you want your mind changed, if you want your life changed, those two things are huge, friends. Okay, the third thing is this. I must focus my mind on the right things. On the right things. To transform your life. To renew your mind, focus on the right things. Here are three things that will make the most difference. See, I'm here to help you. I'm just laying it out for you. Take it home, think about it, make the changes that need to be made. Okay. First one's this. It's a real tough one. Think about Jesus. Okay. Think about Jesus. You've heard the old cliche, you become what you think about most. I'm due to turn into a hot fudge Sunday at any time. I love hot fudge Sundays. You become what you think about the most. If you think about Jesus, guess what you're going to become like? Jesus. Yeah, you got it. You're getting used to me now. That's good. Think about who Jesus is. Think about what Jesus has done. Think about what Jesus said. Think about how much Jesus loves you and, and forgives you. Think about those things. So think about Jesus. Second thing is this. Think about others. Do you realize how countercultural that phrase is? Think about others. Everything in this world teaches you to think about yourself and nobody else. How many times have you heard this phrase? I've got to do what's best for me. I, actually, I don't see that in the Bible ever. I've got to do what's best for me. I've got to look out for number one. In other words, you're number one. Okay, that tells me a lot right there. You know what? I'm going to pop a bubble this morning. It's not all about you. Nothing personal but it's not all about you. Here's what God says, and that's what's important. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4. Would you read it with me? I think it's important that you say this. Not looking out for your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Yeah. I give you a great... I'm, I'm going to embarrass you just momentarily. But we, we, we ha when, we when we're practicing songs, we have to learn parts. And so, so there's a member of the team who spends hours singing through the parts. 
and you can click on it, and all you hear is her singing your part while there's an occasional child. Once in a while, a dog barking. What is your dog's name? Yeah, I can hear him barking in the background as I'm listening to the track. But she, that, that's, that's what, she's not thinking of herself. She's thinking of the team. How, how can I help the team be all that they can be? You know, I, I'm sure there's dozens of, of examples throughout, throughout this church. We're supposed to be thinking about others. And then the third thing, because I've got to move along. So we think about Jesus, we think about others, and then we think about eternity. No, they're not mad at me. It's okay. They're supposed to move now. What have I said? They're walking out. No. Think about eternity. There's more to life than just here and now. More to life. The problem today is we have short-term thinking. We only think about now. We only think about what's happening now and what's happening in my life. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it says this. It says that we are to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's not the earthly-minded people who get the most things done on earth. I'm just going to let that sink in. It's the most heavenly-minded people who get the most things done on earth for good. For good. There's so much good that needs to be done in the world, that needs to be done in our country. There's so much good that needs to be done in our communities. Only someone who's saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, can truly make a positive, lasting change. We need to set our minds on things above, on God's kingdom and God's purposes. So let's do something truly mind-changing. Let's feed our minds on the truth every day. Let's free our minds from the strongholds that oppress us. And let's focus our minds on the things that are right. Amen?